Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Sports Day WA. You're with Peter Vlahos on this Thursday. Great to have your company. And I thought it's been a pretty busy week. There's been a lot of headlines in a number of sports uh, during the course of the last seven to ten days and I sort of lean on this gentleman every now and then because he's certainly got his opinion. He's certainly uh, very much versed in a lot of sports. After all, he was the CEO of the Melbourne Storm in the rugby league competition. He's been involved in the AFL both at Richmond and St Kilda. I'm talking about Brian Waldron and he joins us on the program now. Hi Brian, nice to chat again. Hi Pete. Yeah, lovely to chat. It's been a hope busy well. week, hasn't he? I'm very well, and I hope you're well. But it's been a busy week, and there's been some major issues. Can we start with the AFL first up? Uh, have you got a mm. take on what transpired in Adelaide last weekend and where the AFL technology is at after Paul's been involved in other sports where there's been the bunker and, and certainly other areas of technology? It's probably the perfect storm for those that have been talking for a long time about the issues they've had it's really um, inexcusable for it to occur. And the AFL know that. I think they've... Gillen got out the next day and put his hand straight up and said it was an error. But, look, the, uh, there's a lot of people that would be saying that um, there's plenty of money goes through the coffers of the AFL. Surely they can find the technology to, to make this right, particularly on the back of what we saw in the World Cup with the VAR. I mean, it was clear that technology was you know, state-of-the-art, as good as you can be. I mean, we remember that decision that was made within an inch of a millimetre, wasn't it? That, yeah. um, that there, there was a penalty scored and, you know, went straight up top and sort of three seconds later they made a decision it was a goal. Um, we have to just get better. Um, look, I think there's been real maturity shown by Adelaide. I mean, the first thing um, Matty Nick said was, yep, we lost the game, but we didn't lose it there. We lost it in the first half. And he's right. I mean, it's not always decided. And then the bit of the carry-on, which you sort of get the emotion of it all, but there was a minute and a half to go. Who knows, the ball could have come out of the middle and Sydney could have kicked three goals in a minute and a half, couldn't they? So errors are made, human errors are made. I feel sorry for the fellow that did it. Probably got to just address it and get it right. But, hey, well, there's plenty plenty of smart people still there will make those right decisions, won't they? They have to, don't they? Uh, imagine if that yeah. was like in a, a cut-and-throat final. But hopefully it will be corrected mm, now. Well, I don't know about the seven-second rule, the eight-second rule. I think... What, what, what I struggle with is what actually happened, why that happened this time, because we've all been at games this year when, they're ref- when they have referred what looked to be the most obvious decisions, and we always said, oh, they're doing that to get the sponsors, you know, brand on the scoreboard. Well, it didn't sort of happen the other night. No one can sort of tell me why that didn't. But anyway, we move on. Yeah, and, hopefully the, with the pitch. and the best angle, would you believe, was from a punter behind the goals who had his phone up and actually caught the goal going through the major opening. But uh, we move on. Of course. Um, yep. You were a driving force behind the resurgence of St Kilda many years ago, both on and off the field. Uh, Where do you see the Saints at the moment? Uh, They upset Geelong last week and they're ready to play finals. Uh, Where do you see them at? Well, you know, Peter, I've got a soft spot for them and also through our business with um, our partnership with New Balance, we do not just uh, St Kilda with the Eagles and a number of others. So I've said right from the start with Ross, I said he will make them as good as they can be. 
And that's what he's done. He's got them to finals with a squad that is that has been battered with injuries that really, aside from probably Wilkie and Sinclair, who have played all year, haven't had, you know, elite players available. I know we know Jones, uh, not Jones, um, Max King's, a, you know, a super talent, but he hasn't played much. Remember, he hasn't played. He's got the best out of them. He plays a brand that's very easy to see, and they've done a great job. You know, they've been in the only, – only two teams have been in the A's all year. One's Collingwood and one's St Kilda. So I always felt if they made a final, it's a great achievement. But I will say this, Pete, the way they play, they can win – they can certainly win a final. I don't think they can go any further. I think there's five clear teams that sort of stand out. But he's done a super job. And a lot of West Australian people remember he was unlucky with Fremantle. He was, un- he was unlucky with – um, the Saints back in the you know in the, in 2009 and 10. I know they're building, but I think he's done a great job, and that's all you want from your team. You want whether it's St Kilda or whether it's Richmond or whether it's the West Coast or Fremantle. You want them to be as good as they can be, don't you? Yeah, and your other club was Richmond. Of course, you're involved as, yeah. uh, with them for a number of years, and yeah. we've seen what's happened there. Should uh, Richmond be dirty? That Damien Hardwick, after having about three months off and said he was burnt out, all of a sudden has taken a lucrative job on the Gold Coast? Well, I've got some bias here too because we also look after the Suns. <laughs> and my son works there, would you believe? Oh, does uh, he? I love it. I, I love what he's done. I think, I think it is magnificent for the game of AFL that Damien Hardwick has gone up there. I mean, Damien Hardwick did. He did have Dusty and he did have Jack and he had Lynch and he had... You know, Cochin, and he had Prestia, and he had Rance. He had a lot of great players that made him a three-time premiership player. But he also had something that um, not every coach has. He had a group of players that played for him everywhere, every year for Richmond as he got better, and they improved. So I think it's a great thing for the Gold Coast. Should they be dirty? No. He gave them years and years of service. That's all you can ask. And I think they probably accepted it's a... I think it's a fantastic thing for the national competition, wouldn't you, Pete? I think it's a great thing he's gone there. And I have watched him play live. I went to the Brisbane Gold Coast game, and they're dangerous. I don't, I don't expect him to win one, but, you know, there's no excuses now. For years, we've looked at them. If you go there, their facilities are outstanding. They go about their job, just doing what they need to do. I mean, I think they can be very similar to the Sydney Swans. And, you know, we talk about the Melbourne Storm in the NRL. You go there. You're not recognised. You're there to be elite, and you can be as good as you can be under Damien Hardwick. So I think it's a great thing. Richmond, well, they're rebuilding, but how quickly is going to be interesting, isn't it? I think they've got to make some, probably some difficult choices with a couple of their players that they've probably got to not bottom out, but make a decision if they go backwards a little bit to go forwards. Just depends on how good they think their top quality players are. Only they can answer that. Now, you've been uh, the CEO of a national uh, competition that is with the Melbourne Storm. There is a real storm here in Western Australia over the West Coast Eagles. Should the coach go? Should he stay? What happens to the CEO? What are your thoughts on the way it's bubbling on this side of the country? And should the CEO, and how much responsibility should the CEO take on board for the demise of once the proud West Coast Eagles? I think, I think Trevor, having known him for a long time, I think Trevor's always taken responsibility for the good and the not so good. And I think he takes responsibility for this. But, you know, along the way, he lets people do their job. And clearly, their list management hasn't been at the level that it needs to be. They've also been incredibly unlucky with injuries. I mean, let's be fair. When they lined up last weekend and you saw Cripps kick five, you saw McGovern play, you saw Yo play, they haven't had either um, Shuey or Hearn all year. They didn't get Nat Newell. They might have gone a year too long with a couple. 
They've got Darling, who's still going all right, and they've got probably arguably, if we're honest about it, as exciting a full forward as anyone in the competition. So I don't think you can blame the CEO for that. I mean, that's just what's happened sometimes. Did they go a bit long? Well, how long do you go when you win a flag, what, five years ago? You, you, you give them a right to see if they can continue to get as good as they can be. Probably their issue is their recruitment of some of their players hasn't been at the level they'd like. But there's some excitement. I mean, Hewitt's exciting and Long's exciting. So they'll get some early picks again this year. They'll get, the, I think it's the boy Curtin. So, no, I, I don't think the CEO, his job's to set the strategy with the board. I think Trevor's done a magnificent job. And I've watched from afar the way that they've been beaten up by the press. I'm not sure what they want them to do. I mean, apart from going, yeah, we could have done things better. It's a pretty tough business. And you know what, Pete? Only one team can win it. Yeah. Only one team every year can win the damn thing. I mean, Matthew Richardson was talking in, on radio last night here in Melbourne. In, in professional football in America, if you have a 50-50 year, if you win as many as you lose, it's a success. Do we judge their success on one year? No. On two years? No. We'll judge the Eagles' success now, whether they can win another flag in the next five or ten years, because historically they're as good as any club in the competition. If you look at their record as a start-up team, they have done an unbelievable job. You know who led that? Trevor Nisbet. Yeah. So let's be fair to him on that basis. I think he, I think he knows exactly what he's doing. He's changing his lieutenants in relation to the coach. Well, he led you to a flag back in eighteen. Um, done a wonderful job. Maybe his time's up. I don't know. Maybe they've got to just sort of change a few troops around him. But there's enough smart people there to decide what's best. Yeah. Fair call. Uh, thanks for that. Certainly a nice little insight into the West Coast Eagles from a neutral, and you've been around sport for a long, long time. Mm. Could you believe the impact? of the Matildas on Australia? Uh, it's really interesting, is it? I, I came over to Brisbane today from Melbourne. On, on the plane over, there's a, it's a thing on um, Netflix called Untold, which is a terrific series about stories in sport, and it went through the history of the America's Cup um, back in 1983, and it took us through John Birch and the whole story. And I couldn't think but to relate that back to the Matildas, where as a nation we got behind this group of people that just give us that incredible sense of pride. And it, the, the funny thing about, you know, we had Ben Lexon then, we had John Birch and we had Alan Bond. Okay, we talked about Alan Bond, what Alan Bond was, but Alan Bond still did what he did. The funny thing about the Matildas is that they're an eclectic bunch of people that there's no one real. I mean, Sam didn't play. Yet we still got behind this group of people like, I've never seen us do it at any other time, probably other than the America's Cup. At my age, so I think it's a wonderful thing. What happens now is the interesting thing. I mean, the WS um, soccer, the women's soccer, the the um, A League soccer, both battling. But I think there's enough there to work on. And we, you know, we're spending sixty million dollars in Melbourne. A lot of people talk about the investment in soccer. They're spending sixty million dollars, Peter, at the Trobe University on a new Matildas facility. That's not been spoken about much. That's actually factual. They're nearly finished. It'll probably end up being $100 million. So we'll put resources in. Are we lucky that we've got Sam Kerr? Absolutely. We're going to find the next one, don't we? Yeah. And what about women's sport? Has it given women's sport, whether it's not just uh, soccer as we know it, but AFLW, uh, the Australian cricket team, has it given women's sport a real fillip generally, do you think? I think... I think um, I think there's been a changing of the guard and the perception of women. I mean, if you go through the teams nationally, the women's cricket teams been fantastic for a number of years, haven't they? Yeah. At least Gillies led the way there, and at least Perry as well, what they've done there. I mean, the women's cricket team have been great. We've now got the soccer team. AFLW's just got to feel their way. I mean, there's a lot of cries, give it more, give it more, but it's got to be able to pay its way, but you do need to invest in it. So I think the other one that's actually taken off 
is rugby league. Women's rugby league, it's quite an easy game to play compared to AFL. So there's quite a fair bit of people taking notice of that as well. So I think it's good. Look, have a look what happened overnight with our um, pole vaulter. Mm. Uh, unbelievable, isn't it? So anytime something happens, there's this whole fervour around patriotism with our women and our men. And what we've got to do is get our men's rugby team up. I mean, Eddie Jones has got a huge job there. I don't know about you, Pete, but I go back to the days of John Eels and others when it didn't matter what the sport was, you were proud of your team playing. So it goes both ways. But every time we get a team that is able to stamp themselves and do something that is above the ordinary in the eyes of a patriotic Australian, we embrace it. So I think it's going to be interesting to see the flow-on effect, particularly for women's football, but then also for other sports. Yeah, good stuff. Brian Walden, always lovely to have a chat to you and, and reconnect. Uh, you always make a common sense, and you get people thinking about what you've just said. I know a lot of West Coast Eagles fans, where there's petitions being uh, put together to be presented to the West Coast Eagles to keep Adam Simpson there. Uh, there's a groundswell of support for currently the West Coast Eagles coach. I think what you said about the Eagles is certainly a lot of food for thought. Thanks for your time, mate. Stay well and, and enjoy the next few days up there in Brisbane. Anytime, Pete. Brian Waldron joining us. As I said, I like to go to Brian every now and then. He's got such a great grasp on sport and issues. And every now and then when it is uh, maybe an issues-driven week, as it has been with the West Coast Eagles, with what happened in Adelaide, with the Matildas, it's good to get an independent view on that. Hope you enjoyed that. This is Sports Day WA. You're with Peter Vlasel. Thanks to Kia. And also Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre, they've been serving WA for 45 years. Back with more after the break.